0: hello 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 welcome back to the commenter podcast where we talk about your favorite movies music tv shows and more i'm tori i'm Marin. i'm nia and i'm decoria and the gang is back together again i know you guys miss nia but here she is with us hi nia hi (laughs) i'm back um thank you guys so much for supporting us uh this past month our numbers are still doing great we appreciate it but um, always don't forget to give us a five-star review if you appreciate us as we jump into another episode of Create With Commented. If you guys don't know, this is another obscure series in our podcast life. <laughs> We're probably one of the only podcasts that, like, has so many <laughs> series and some, uh, genres, but, you know, that's what makes us unique. and That's what makes you guys listen. So our first Create With Commented episode is where we did, like, young adult novel stuff. And we were like synopsis for each other. We talked about our favorite genres and things like that. And this one, I thought we'd do something fun where we ch- share with you guys our dream castings for TV shows and movies and recasting some um, TV shows and movies. And we just talk about what we want to see in cinema. Because you know what, y'all? Cinema is whack a lot of the times. What are you guys' overall thoughts <laughs> on the general TV and cinema space? I feel like we're getting better but somehow still hitting roadblocks. Yeah. Because they literally just released that there's going to be a black woman in Star Wars, and the amount of racism was just, just right on the nose. Same thing that happened with Percy Jackson, which I cannot fucking wait for. We have a black Annabeth? Ah! It's so much fun, but that didn't stop people from sending hate to a 12 year old. Um... So, thoughts on the general media TV space? Um, there just needs to be more black
1: characters.
0: (laughs) Period. Period. (laughs) Period. That's a great (laughs) way to sum that up. Does anyone have have overall general thoughts?
1: Um, how do I feel about it? I feel like at the same time, it's like we're progressing, but there's so many aspects where I'm like, we're regressing? Mm
0: -hmm. It's
1: weird. It's like... In, like, as I look back at like black shows in the 90s, and I'm like, we don't have another Moesha. And I don't, there's certain lanes that have never been filled. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. very strange. Um, yeah, it's like there's progress in some places, but there's not in other places.
0: Yeah. It's like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like when we were separate in the early 90s and 2000s, we got a lot of great black content. Mm-hmm. And then people started pushing for representation for all on mainstream networks, and it's just bottlenecked mm. because a lot of those networks are just ran by people who were biased and or racist and or you know homophobic or anything like that, and so they're only picking like the cream of the crop black people. Like new black people don't get to sprout up unless black people are in charge. Unless it's, like, an intentional happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like part of it, it's OTT platforms that... Because, you know, it makes no sense if you go on Netflix. And because Netflix knows I'm Black, that suddenly all of the screen caps, title cards for everything has that one Black character in it. And they fish Mm -hmm. you into clicking on a show just to watch either that character die or them to have one line. So it's very much feels like passive representation is happening. Um
1: you I know what do... it kind of feels like? I don't mean to interrupt, but this just oh, popped no, in my head. Like you know how it feels like kind of McDonald's ads, like they'll put black people <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on the screen, but it feels like empty, like it's meaningless type thing. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it's meaningless. It feels like that. But I think I do think we're getting Somewhere, because like when you watch people like Jordan Peele just come out of, and you know he's been in the industry for years, but for him to like show people that black horror, you know, is marketable and just continue to release shit because he wants to, uh, it's great to see. It's great to see more black people being casted and stuff. Um, it's great to see, you know, different cultures and different aspects of people's lives in the melting pot that is america get movies and shout outs and things like that but i know i don't know the separatist times were definitely um an individual time of their own i don't think we'll ever get something like that back uh but yeah that being said we're going to let you into our minds show you some of our desires and wants and what we would like to see in these spaces as consumers. So uh, make sure you tune in and follow along. Uh, we'll also put the links up for these slides so y'all can see pictures of we were talking about in the show notes. So, first, on the docket, Marin, what is your first dream casting?
2: Okay, I'm gonna start with the genre first and the format, and then I'll mm-hmm. go to the casting. So, this genre is sci fi, mm-hmm. movie format and my mm-hmm. casting i have uh Lawrence fishburne and like regina king and then i have felix later and lashana lynch mm-hmm. and i wanted it to be like a whatever i wanted it to be like an intergalactic like space travel other world sci-fi show but with a predominantly black cast mm-hmm. on a network or like streaming service that has money i want game and thrones kind of money for this
0: Mm -hmm. oh period budget
2: exactly right and the reason why i I wanted this is one i've um i've recently started getting into more into sci-fi shows and i realized i Mm -hmm. really like them and also um last year i had a bunch of different streaming platforms and i was just like black it just hit me even harder that black people were not in a lot of different genres or it'd be like one or two people and i'd be like this show would be great even better if the entire cast was, was black was black yeah i watched um there's a hulu show called our kind of people mm-hmm. and that entire cast is black men and black woman women and then one white man that dies and <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the first five episodes so he's gone and i was just like and y'all the hair the outfits oh it was so good even though it's filled with drama left and right but yeah i just want like i wanted like Lawrence fishburne and like regina king to play like the other like other like the wise older people that Mm -hmm. know everything that's going on and like the main person that you follow around the show to be um Lashana Lynch um if you don't recognize her if you watched the last 007 movie she was in there she's Mm double seven in that movie um and such but yeah that was is it giving Star Trek not that far um Mm.
1: is it it, giving Battlestar Galactica
2: I the show I was thinking of when I thought of this is on Apple TV. There's last year they released a sci-fi show Um, the main person for the main, the female lead in that role is a black woman. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just thinking of that when I thought of this um storyline.
0: So is it like serialized where they like have a problem and they have to solve it by the end of the episode or is it like long form? Mm-hmm. No, like
2: there's a, there's a general big issue that they have to, um, not every episode, but there's something that towards the end of the season, like there's like a big looming, like looming, like evil, I don't know, like mm-hmm. like presence in the area. And you don't, you're trying to figure out what it is as, well, this is a movie. So if it's a movie, then yeah, by the very end. Um,
0: okay, I was thinking TV show. Yeah. Okay, so a movie. That'd be fun. A budget would be great. Lauren. <sighs> Fishburn is good in anything you stick him in, and Regina King would body. I would want her to be evil. That would just mm. or switch it up halfway through the movie. That would be fun. <laughs> Black people in sci-fi is so interesting. I remember. Um, I don't know what possessed me. I think it's because my mother said my father wasn't Star Trek, mm-hmm. but I started watching Star Trek from the beginning when it was like on Netflix, mm-hmm. or at least the the Captain Picard <clears throat> season. And so I really do. I think sci-fi shows are so interesting because yeah. they have no bounds.
2: Exactly, you can <laughs> yeah. go anywhere you want to go with the storyline.
0: Yeah, like there's just endless things. Do you guys have a favorite sci-fi movie or series?
3: Hmm. Uh. Ooh. Hold on. I like Blade Runner. Mm. The, ooh, that's a good the one. Movie, yeah, the both of the movies, the new one and the original.
0: I didn't watch the new one.
1: What's mine sci-fi? My what's favorite. crazy is like, oh, Sorry, so go, go ahead, on. Mary. No, no, uh, go ahead.
2: Uh, the Foundation on Apple TV and the Expanse on um, what's it, Prime? Those are two that I really like.
0: Mm, mine's is probably definitely Star Trek. I enjoy Star Trek a lot. And Let then, me see.
1: What would be yours? Hold I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I feel like, you know what? You know what's crazy? There are five people who remember this show. I'm going to describe it because I don't know the name of it. I think it was Steven Spielberg produced. Okay, it's coming. It's like maybe on FX, maybe 2008 or 9 or 10. I was in high school, I think. It was a show about these people on like this. They were on... Earth. Wait, things are happening in my brain. Okay, <laughs> like it's like, okay. They had like these creatures they had to fight against, but it was like this hyper futuristic. Oh my
0: god, I know what you're talking about. The aliens look like spiders.
1: Yes, what the fuck
0: is the yes! name of the show? What is Wait, now I have oh, to find god. it.
1: Because listen, this this show ate even though five people saw it, like it was giving. I'm going to look it up because I know it was like the budget was budgeting. Yes, and I was so and...
0: glad that we never got another season. Yes. Uh, and I know what actor you're talking about because he was uh, Falling Skies. Is that it? Falling yes, Skies. Falling Skies. yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Shout that out. was
0: good. That was a great work- show. <laughs> Listen,
1: if you worked on Falling Skies or you were a part of it, you deserve an Emmy like just for existing
0: because this was a God. show. I was so mad with the show it did. <laughs>
1: Me too. Is it on a streaming service? It needs to be. Who owns this? Okay, that's <laughs>
0: random. <story. laughs> right, like, it's on HBO Max. It's on yeah. HBO Max. Ooh,
1: listen, y'all, if you have free time, anybody in that's listening, and y'all as well, like, Falling Skies. It's kind of a. It's a banger. It's a show. It was a.
0: It was such a fucking good show, and I like vividly remember being like, "Is this gonna be the last season? This can't be the last <laughs> season." It, it was because
1: so, the lore was so
0: good. It was so well written. Damn, you just picked out a memory, Mia. I was like, <laughs> I dug it. Uh, it was so fucking good. And this guy, I love this actor because he's also in um the library show that was really good. That was like on. What motherfucking call it? Um, shit. Library <laughs> show. He was oh the librarians. He was in a show called The Librarians, oh, and it was okay. like another. It's sci-fi kind of into the world of books and shit. Uh, that sounds. Oh good. my god. Oh my god. Yeah, who Falling Skies is good. That's on my list too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, Marin, I love this. Black people is sci-fi. And also having a black woman female character as the, the lead in a sci-fi is not mm-hmm. easy. Um and it would always honestly be a vibe. Okay, next we have Corey. Corey, what is your first dreamcast? Um, so most of my
3: dreamcast will be featuring predominantly black people. Um, so the first
0: one <laughs> That's
3: the name of the game. <laughs> The first one was inspired by the video game um Detroit Become Human, which I like recently replayed. Ooh. Basically, it's a game about like <laughs> it's a very it's an allegory for racism, first of all. But um <laughs> the game is about like uh androids gaining like sentience and deciding that they don't wanna be like enslaved anymore. But mm-hmm. this is gonna be like a lighter version, so I wanted to do something where you know the movie Her that has Hakeem Phoenix where he falls in love with like an AI and then Mm -hmm. she becomes real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I wanted to do that, but it's like this rich like tech girl has like a personal AI assistant that somehow becomes sentient and creates himself a body, but they she he like leaves, so she doesn't know that he's gone. He just Mm -hmm. leaves. And then eventually. He finds her again and then they start dating and then she finds out that like, he's a robot later on but then it doesn't Ooh. end with them together
0: oh, damn <laughs> why you know, <laughs> <is that?
3: laughs> be no happy
0: endings no yeah
3: but, like it's gonna be a thing where it's like oh yeah you know what like i can't really be in love with a robot and he'll end up being destroyed
1: yeah god damn okay plot (laughs) though. it
3: will be starring jesse williams because he was marcus in detroit become human he did a very good job
0: and then Mm -hmm. tika sumter this would be fun i feel like this type of series you have to emphasize the romance a lot until we forget Mm -hmm. they're robots and shit and then when you bring in the sadness it makes everybody fucking cry they hate your ass Mm -hmm. but people are gonna go watch it anyway because they're gonna be like did you see the new Jesse Williams Atika Sumter movie? It's like, no, well, bitch, you got to go see it. Twitter would light the fuck up with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but again, black people in sci-fi. This would be so cool. Would you want to be a TV or like a movie?
3: I said movie, but if if it's something that has to emphasize romance probably be better as a TV show that way it can like play out a little bit longer Oh yeah Corey wants y'all to
0: cry she's <laughs> Corey wants y'all to feel <laughs> uh I don't think I've seen Jesse Williams or anything. I don't watch Grace Anatomy so. You know what's crazy? Detroit Become Human might be his
1: best performance, and that's a game. Kind of.
0: Because he he did
1: very good. Like, he did really,
0: really good in that. He did. Mm -hmm. He's the voice actor? So, if you look at the
3: game, they literally modeled each game character after, like, an actual person. So it looks exactly uh, like them. And so he plays uh, this robot named Marcus, who, like, is, like, the leader of, like, a revolution.
0: Yeah, I've seen some Detroit um, Become Human. Mm-hmm. and now i know what you're talking about yeah he's the he's the the, the robot okay no that would be fun um cory said no happy endings here but <laughs> okay nia what's your first dream casting
1: okay listen i i'm this is gonna be i'm in my shonda rhymes bag because i'm said interracial <laughs> couples listen i i have to i have to do it listen <laughs> And I picked two You picked 90s Brad Pitt specifically. <laughs> listen, I have to be specific. Listen, okay. I picked two like ideas that were hypotheticals, things I would have loved to have actually have happened. And then I picked two that actually could happen. So mm-hmm. the first hypothetical, I have to do it. I can't, if you're in, if you have to pick an actor from any time period, I'm going to pick Mr. Brad Pitt from 1991. I'm going to pick him <laughs> because why would I not? And then listen, I had a big brain moment like I I was doing this and I was like okay I thought it was just gonna be like a fantasy romance and I said no Nia use your brain a little bit more (laughs) we're gonna do something a little different and so I thought about it and I said what was popular during the 90s that kind of gives you that fantasy element but also kind of gives you like modern but romance heavy romance and guess what y'all In the 90s, everyone and their mom was like, we're going to bring Shakespeare back. Like, Hamlet (laughs) came back and Romeo and Juliet came back. And then, like, the really famous rendition with Leonardo DiCaprio. And then they had, like, much to do about nothing with, like, Denzel and Keanu Reeves. And then they had, like, Hamlet. All of these Shakespeare... Everybody in Hollywood was just like, give us more Shakespeare. And so, for me, I feel like a big missed opportunity would have been, like, a Brad Pitt as, like... I don't know which Shakespeare play to pick. It could have just been me replacing Romeo and Juliet, but I don't want it tragic. I kind of just want a Shakespeare play that's like good, but I know that a lot of them are- You're tra- asking tragedies.
0: a lot Shakespeare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I really am. But I, okay. So I was thinking, okay, a Shakespeare play starring Brad Pitt and Nia Long. I had to put Nia Long in there because she deserves, she deserves. Like, I feel like she never got the movie- that she really needed to get. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Angela Bassett got her movie. I feel like Lynn Whitfield has gotten her movie. I feel like Nia Long has not gotten her movie, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I know some people say Love Jones, but I don't think that was just her movie. Um, I feel like Nia Long needed something in the 90s and we should have given it to her, but racism is crazy and it was super segregated back then. There yep. were like white people over here, black people, movies over here so this would be a full-on shakespeare romance i'm talking about art thou what uh, lovest buying you know all that um this would be a big budget i'm talking james cameron budget like titanic budget <laughs>
0: not then, the avatar budget
1: <laughs> listen i'm talking three billion dollar budget like <laughs> then and you know what's crazy i was thinking about it i was like okay these movies happen back to back like romeo and juliet was huge like imagine like 1990 brad pitt peak brad pitt brad pitt where he had the the world in his hands and then also the reason why i picked him too because he was dating robin gibbons ha 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 we all it's all coming together it's all coming together (laughs) Uh,
3: black like he i feel like he did another black
1: person i can't remember who it was uh did Did he i feel like he did I wouldn't be shocked because we we need it all coming together. It's all happening at once. Um, this would be like think and I just want to see like everybody dressed up in those outfits, giving arts thou lovest, thine help, <laughs> all that. I want it. Mm-hmm. And then the the sad and the reason why I picked this is because Black women in this era of Shakespeare movies. And what I'm trying to say is like, all those movies you're going to watch in English class, the movies that they bring out the VHS, they roll it into <laughs> the room and they pop in Romeo and Juliet, or they pop in much Ado about nothing. And they say, now this is the, the Shakespeare. So all those that we watch in English class, black women are pretty much absent from every single one of those. So mm-hmm. although Denzel was in much to do about nothing and Lawrence Fishburne played Othello, that was the extent of like black people existing in those, that trend. Um, the last Shakespeare movie of that era was 10 things, which shocked the heck out of me. Cause I didn't think, view that as a Shakespeare thing, but it was a <laughs> nod to it. But within that 10 year period, there are no black women that starred in any of these movies, not even side characters. So I was like, Hmm, this seems very racist. So let me go back and fix it. And at the same time, put Gibney along the movie that she could shine in. Get Brad Pitt. Look at that couple. That power couple. (laughs) Love it. Love it. 10 out of 10. And then it can be played in English classes forever. Yeah. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. We should have. We should have. We could have had it all.
0: Yes. We could have had it all. But no, this is like very specific because that Romeo and Juliet movie will live on. Because who really wants to watch a play? of Romeo and Juliet when I could show you 90s Leonardo DiCaprio. Period. You know what's and crazy? Juliet.
1: I was doing research. We yeah. are due for another Shakespeare wave because in the 60s they were doing Shakespeare adaptations. That was the first Romeo and Juliet with the guy that looks like Zac Efron. Anybody in English class you know what I'm talking about. As soon as that man came up on screen I said is this Zac Efron? What's going on here? <laughs> but like we are it's been 30 years so it's we're due for another wave because it was like 60s shakespeare ninety shakespeare we're due for another wave y'all who's gonna start it we need another shakespeare wave
0: yeah i think with the bridgerton hype now people are gonna definitely well platforms people who want to make money are gonna be like oh y'all are into the historical shit there's already another regency thing coming out, and I'm just like, out of all the eras, y'all pick the one with the ugliest dresses, <laughs> ugliest <laughs> dresses to be obsessed with. But yeah, Shakespeare has so many different plays. I'm trying to see what other. They just—they
3: literally. Hamlet is the one about where he kisses his mother, right? Yes, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's yes. Hamlet. They <laughs> I literally so, yeah. just another Hamlet, Hamlet.
0: It's either Hamlet or Macbeth. I think it's Hamlet. Yeah,
3: yeah. They literally the Northman is literally Hamlet, but with Vikings. Is oh. it? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Oh,
0: it, wow. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. Well, they yeah. have good ones like the Tempest. It's also a good one. A Midnight Summer's Dream is also a very popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, what's the other
0: one? Caesar one. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh, we don't need to do that one. <laughs> There's yes. so many. I mean, Shakespeare's infinite material. And the only thing is that if y'all start doing Shakespeare again, I need y'all to take liberties, lots of liberties, (laughs) with the story. I don't need to watch another motherfucking Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) I don't need to watch another Romeo and Juliet. But he has so many other dramatic plays that I think people just kind of look over. Yeah. Because a lot of his plays are, like, based off of actual kings and shit. Like, Henry V, the sixth or some shit, has, like, seven different parts. (laughs) So... There's yes. so many different things, so yes, I am always here for Black people doing ancient work, and me and I are on one accord because one of my, one of my castings is of a similar vein. But we'll get to that one in a second. Okay, moving on to my first casting. Your Tori, your girl Tori, could I could do this for days. This is literally a pastime of mine where I see actors and I'm like, hmm, what could I put this person in? First up on the docket is one of the many men that I have on the list of. Can I get a romance drama? Can I get (laughs) a com rom comedy something? Um, but even then, this is not a rom comedy, so the it's a definitely a drama. It's giving, I want to say it's giving TVN, but it could be giving NBC. I guess it just depends on what audience we're going for. Um, the title I have, I've had this idea in my head for forever about. Because I was sick of watching K dramas where the man was rich and the woman was poor. So I said, flip that shit. <laughs> Um, it's called The Princess and the Bookworm. It's about a uh, the rich daughter of a media company who's trying to keep the publishing business afloat as we, you know, move from books onto like digital media onto like webtoons and stuff. And she wants to keep the publishing branch open specifically because it was her sister's business and her sister died, and that makes a really complicated relationship with her father who was trying to raise her to be this cold, unbeatable um, force within their family, but. She's not like that. So we have her. She's kind of chaotic. Um, she's going to be played by Nam Yuri. If you haven't seen her, she was in You Are My Spring as the uh, the celebrity um, in that show. And I saw her performance and I was like, oh my God. That's the, one of the first times. Uh, Katie would almost like to make female celebrities ditzy and dumb for some reason. <laughs> as like their only characteristic. But she was able to play that character and still have it, like, give it emotional depth and agency that I really, really appreciated. So, her. And we're going to give you a quiet fluff boy. I feel like this is one of Nia's favorite tropes in male characters. Um Looks brooding, but is kind of like a nerd. Wears glasses, all that good stuff. Played by Umtegu. Yes, Umtegu. Yes, the man from Save Me too. Um, What other popular shit has he been in? Um, um is in a lot of villain you've probably seen him as a villain actor if anything but i swear to god the minute i fell for this man was when i was watching save me too and he smiled and i was like that is a handsome ass man that man is fine and i need him to be in a rom-com and a lot of actors who get typecasted as villains or killers or like in these big blockbuster action movies want to play in rom comedies and romances and nobody gives them scripts, and we will change that. Do you hear me? So I wanted him to be the anonymous writer of a famous webtoon. He doesn't draw. He just writes the dialogue and stuff like that. And it's like a really famous webtoon, and he's under an Anon name. And they meet, and it comes to find out that he's the grandson of a very famous writer who never publishes his, his last book in this series that, like, swept the nation. And so he's going to – she's trying to talk him into – uh, releasing his grandfather's latest work, and the, the themes that I have for this are like suicide, and books and writings, and you know, boss has employee and rich and rich. I was gonna make him poor, but I was like, that's no fun. If his uh, granddad was a famous author, I'm gonna have him have some money. But they both have complicated family issues, and they find comfort within each other. Um, why did I choose this? Because it would be the best thing in the world, and there's no way you can <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> that it wouldn't be the best thing in the world but it's one of those things where i have a desire and a greed for similar age actors to work together and you know drama world will do anything but give me what i want <laughs> so i'm going to create what i want i would like this if you liked um, when the weather is fine or you are you my spring or finding me your memory those are the kind of vibes that i want to give this drama that kind of soft dramatic but strong romance. Like I can't just give you children who have been loved all their lives. <laughs> they're boring to write. <laughs> they're very boring to write. Though it is a challenge to make those type of children interesting. But you know, I feel like I just always have this scene of where they're both trying to go find this other webtoon writer that she's that she's working with as an editor and then she pulls up to the house and um opens the door and just before she opens the door he comes and hugs her and turns it around because he figured out that this person was going to kill themselves and so like just art through you know I want to talk about like I don't know something about books uh just calls for a soft aesthetic it's giving fall it's giving winter it's giving just talking about um depression and how those seasons can affect your depression. And how it affects writing and family and all that good stuff. So, yes. This is my first casting. Nice. Yes. I need this in my life. I have a list of men that I just need to be in romantic roles and is at the top of that. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, next. Back to Miren. What's your next one?
2: okay so this one is a rom-com TV series um cast as gojun and Kim so Hyung mm-hmm. and I this I just want a simple rom-com between like two 40 year olds mm-hmm. um I feel like there there are not enough k dramas with two year old 40 year old romances or even 30 year old romances there aren't dark or have some deep meaning to them i don't want some thought-provoking lesson on one, like love life and life, life no i don't want love and being 40 i want what you give the 20 year olds take out the problematic stuff and then yes. switch the actors with two forty year old people yes and really as much as i love Jun, i really just want to see kim soo hyung in a
0: rom-com period Honestly, she bodies so many different roles mm-hmm. that she would kill it in a rom-com lead. Yeah. Is there any vibe to the show that you're like, um, like a a a show that we might already know of, or like a TV station?
2: Mm, maybe. <sighs> I want to say TVN, but TVN would make it thought-provoking. And I they just, would. I don't they would want definitely that. make it,
0: but you it, gotta go with, like, SBS. Exactly. Earlier. I guess SBS, because then, like,
2: KBS would give it to me, but KBS would make it 40 episodes. And oh, I don't want shit, that shit. Yeah, I, I want, want it that. <laughs> and that is it. So I guess, yeah, like, SBS-type
0: shows. Yeah, SBS is good for giving you, like, a great 16-episode rom-com mm-hmm. brain rot. Don't think too much exactly. about it. Or we can go for the top of the basic uh T V stations with NBC. But oh, okay. NBC you'd have to just get a little dramatic, just you a just tad bit. Just kinda <laughs> in a little a little bit of mock doc, just a tiny bit. It could be like they're like one of them's divorced or somebody has yeah. a kid or some shit like that.
2: <laughs> or like oh, or like what is that one drama he doesn't realize that she was the best friend of his last girlfriend that died or some shit like that? And I'm like what? What? Spring. Shit. No, no, you're
0: finding me your yeah. memory. Finding me your memory. I Ugh. just rewatched that.
2: <laughs> I was so irritated when I saw that story, that part of the storyline.
0: It's like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. No. This would be so much fun. I definitely agree that K dramas do not like to give people over the age of like 32 happiness without strings attached. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see something with just just kind of fun happiness without like for real because like if i have to watch one more of my 40 plus favorites in a drama where somebody's cheating (laughs) i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw something because
2: yeah it's too much um love marriage featuring divorce really ruined that genre a little bit for me i think it might be a minute before i'm watching people fight like a divorced couple
0: i don't think i can do it for a while Yeah, and the worst thing with the divorce stuff is that once one show gets popular about divorce, then suddenly all the TV stations are like, here's another divorce show, and here's another divorce show, and that's why you end up with love featuring marriage divorce that has, like, what, spirits and robots now?
2: Yeah, spirits, robots, (laughs) just, I can't stand it anymore
0: yes i approve of this message i think this would be a great rom-com mary i give you imaginary 10 million won to to get it started (laughs) okay Corey, what's your next one
3: okay so my next one speaking of divorce um (laughs) is a rom-com but it's not gonna be like heavy it's about basically i wanted something where a divorce attorney falls in love with her client because I thought that would be like a cute idea. I was gonna just do like a wedding planner reboot, but I was like, no, I would rather like have like her be in a different occupation mm-hmm. instead of being like a wedding planner, even though that would have been a cool reboot as well. And it'll be starring Oscar Isaac, because I just need to see him in more things, even though he's done <laughs> plenty of work in <laughs> Journey
0: Smollett, because she's a great actress. Not you picking Journey. I already have her in another series. Yes, I love this. <laughs> and Oscar <laughs> Well, not turn down a bag. I don't think he turned you down if you gave him the
3: script. <laughs> He's done so many different things. Like,
0: <laughs> so you want to be a movie?
3: Yeah, this one would definitely be a movie.
0: Hmm. I feel like these are always fun. The Wedding Planner was so iconic. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's such good rom- romance, and it was such a good part of the Separist era of movies. Um, I don't think they have that magic in movies anymore.
3: Yeah, they don't really do movies like that anyway anymore.
0: Like, those kind of simple rom-coms. Right. And it's just funny. I will always remember The Wedding Planner. It's one of my favorite. It's one of Jennifer Lopez's best movie anything. And Matthew McConaughey, like, yeah. No, that's great. This would be fun. Would you want this to be, um... You said a movie. Ooh. I wanna want I wanna know why he gets divorced though. You gotta set the scene a little bit.
3: Is he- He's just going through a divorce with like his <laughs> wife. It's not like a, a nasty divorce, it's just like kind of oh, okay. amicable. But she wants a lot of money, so that's why he Ooh. really needs the attorneys
0: hope. Ooh, that's interesting. Does he have kids? No. Mm, no kids. And Journey is the attorney. Is she a top attorney? No, she's just a divorce attorney. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> no, not partner, not nothing. She's just like a regular divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be interesting. That'll be really fun. I, it's giving me. We're gonna have you know, she's gonna be screenshotted for business suits for days. Mm-hmm. You know, giving the girls fashion. Um, but yes, I'm trying to smell it. So yes, I approve. Um, I will invest ten thousand dollars imaginary dollars. <laughs> Uh, okay, Nia, what's your next Dreamcasting?
1: Okay, this is yet again another hypothetical. I wish would have been would have eaten if it was a real thing. Would have loved to have seen it in an alternate universe. This is a real thing. Um, so, I am a fan of old Hollywood, and so I love specifically black old Hollywood. It's mm-hmm. chaotic, and a lot of it is very important to know. And I would love, love to have seen dorothy dandridge as alice through the looking in alice's wonderland in alice in the looking glass that Mm. through the looking glass listen hear me out the way i say it is that even if she was older she looked so young even when she was like in her late 20s and i feel like i want this to be done in like the 40s because she would have been like 25 ish but Mm -hmm. she looked like a teenager and i feel like this would have been like the role if, if racism the reason why I picked this is because I like Dan- Dorothy Dandridge is like one of like the like she's like such an iconic figure to me like the way folks feel about Marilyn Monroe is like that's like Dorothy Dandridge in my eyes like they I would put like a picture up of her on my wall if I had a house or whatever like mm-hmm. but her life was incredibly tragic and um, very sad like please look up her life and research her if you don't know her or her movies but like any black actress from that time, the lo- type of roles you could get, no matter how pretty you were, no matter what you look like, you were t- pretty much stuck to playing caricatures to an extent. um You kind of were did what what you could get. So, like you, uh, she played her most one of her most famous roles is Carmen Jones, and so like i'm not trying to say she played jezebel roles i'm just saying that like that was kind of the the only roles that were offered to yeah yeah so like to me i feel like this her playing alice through the looking glass and like slaying the Jabberwocky. it would have been so insane i would have like i feel like this would have been groundbreaking wizard of oz level in my mind it's like a movie this big like old hollywood blockbuster like the way the sound of music looks or like think of that type of thing like technicolor Mm -hmm. like wide screens like one of those big movies um that filter that I love from like old Hollywood movies um she would have been like of course she would have played Alice and I feel like this would have (sighs) been I like I picked this and I picked her because I feel like in my mind even though most likely this could have never happened because like I said, racism blocked black actors from even dreaming of doing something like this. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. even if those roles were offered, they weren't considered. So um, like, I, I want to like give, allow her in this hypothetical situation to have that whimsy of like dreaming of these roles like the whimsy of possibility if that makes any sense like allow her to be exist in a world like this where it's just like you can just act you don't have to be a character you don't have to be stuck in this lane right mm-hmm. So yeah
0: like- I, a lot of black stories are not allowed to be black without either explaining black pl- pain or explaining yeah. um blackness to non-black people so, I definitely get what yeah. you're saying, and I also love the aesthetic of old Hollywood, even though old Hollywood was garbage, <laughs> garbage. <laughs> truly garbage, truly trash. I would but love the film to techniques see- oh, the film techniques are great, the filters are great, and if you haven't watched anything from Old Hollywood, I suggest you take a dip into just even just watching clips on youtube. It's something so magical about seeing the beginnings of film, like that real peak when film was so new. And then yeah. everybody was finally going to get a hand on it. Um, I would, you know what? I'd love to see that you just sparked an idea. I would love to see a historical full of Black people with an old Hollywood aesthetic.
1: Yeah. My first idea was like, delete the cleopatra we know and like make an all-black cast of cleopatra that would kind of oh, they eased. would never
0: do that they would they would, that. Course, they
1: would of course but listen in my <laughs> hyper listen tori this is an alternate universe they would never right, right. but like to me it's like i want to make a world where the ancestors can just do what they want and so like mm-hmm. in that kind of i'm give. i want to like paint the picture for them of like this is no you're no longer bound by what you had to deal with so like Sydney Poitier like I want to see them all like in those type of like big budget big movies that they deserved so yeah a lot of yeah. them to Dorothy, do
0: roles yeah. that they couldn't
1: yeah to be honest I'm gonna be real like honest 100% real like the career that Dorothy should have had like she wouldn't she wasn't allowed to have because of racism so like mm-hmm. to me she could have been even more iconic because a lot of people don't know who she is um and, like, I feel like she could have transcended had racism not existed at the time. Because there was really nothing that was holding her back at all. Like, in terms of, like, she she checked all the boxes. And mm-hmm. it's just that racism was, like, nope. And and racist gatekeepers and those types of people were, like, nope, this is not for you. So that's just how I feel. Like, give them their just due. Mm, so yes. this would
0: have eaten. It would have eaten. That, that's great, Nia. Yeah um giving you um, my a million 10 million i would definitely (laughs) invest okay Uh, speaking of um things you should invest in let me just set the table for you producers um it's giving rom-com it's giving family it's giving single parents let me talk about the inspiration for this (laughs) people are going to think i'm obsessed with airs but i will pick that show apart until the day that I die. <laughs> you hear me? The day that I die. And I was thinking, I don't know what I was doing, what I was thinking, I was like, how would, you know, the characters that were played by Park Shinne and Lehman Min Ho, how would their lives end up? I was thinking about that because to me, Kim Tong was a rocking red motherfucking flag. Like, red flag written across his face. That man is an emotional manipulator. He is pure garbage to Helen back do you hear me? I don't like him <laughs> and I just don't think that that type of person and the character that Park shin played would have ended up in a great relationship and so I was thinking about um, I was always kind of want a story about two single parents getting together, because um, I don't feel like because being a single parent is still kind of a taboo in Korea, but it's you know it's it's getting better. Hopefully it will get better. But I was thinking about so you have this woman who fell in love <laughs> with the son of a chaebol and they get married, and it just doesn't work out. She was poor. I'm giving her the whole the whole heir's background. They were maids. <laughs> And the house but they fought through they were so in love but then they ended up getting a divorce and so as I built, built upon this idea I came up with this drama called Fallen Stars so Fallen Stars is about college classmates right we're gonna go back and forth you know all the flashbacks are gonna be in college but it stars um Song Ji-ho, Jung Kyung-ho, Park Sung-woon, and Che Jung-ah now have Jung Kyung-ho and Park Sung-woon worked in like seven different dramas together yes (laughs) am i going to make this their eighth absolutely (laughs) because i couldn't think of anybody else okay so the thing is that imagine the like a very extremely pretty girl on campus right and she walks up (laughs) to the boys and she's like come join our stargazing club they aren't stargazing majors one of them's an architect and one of them's like a civil engineer don't need stargazing on their resumes but she's pretty and they're gonna do it and so both of these men fall in love with her jung kyung ho is the architect he's a little nerdier he's a little more reserved um and then you have park sung wong's character who was kind of like the playboy kind of you know good at flirting all that stuff right and so in this club we also have song ji ho's character and we have (coughs) um our first lead who is not chae jung An. um I don't know who she is but she's there right so you know this little complicated happening both boys are friends and then they're in love with this girl and they're like we're gonna play fair you know men doing a little pissing contest we're gonna play fair to see who gets her, right so the story at the in the past basically ends up with Park Sung Moon and the first love getting married and going to study abroad right Jung Kyung Ho does not get the girl, but he ends up having a one night stand with her best friend and then gets her pregnant Ooh. where the drama period I period like the drama right the drama so now he's at this crux where he's like um because the best friend loved him, right so he was watching the best friend was watching him fall in love with her best friend, and you know it was one of those moments and they had a one night stand and then she gets pregnant and he's like. I will follow whatever decision you want to do. If you want to keep the baby, if you want to have an abortion, all the other stuff. And she's like, the last thing she says to him before she disappears is that you never really loved me. Did you? Oh, you know, got to give him a little bit of mental trauma. And so all the while Song Eun's character, who is also friends with the first love and the best friend, she is not a part of this love square circle. What's happening. She's, you know, falling in love with this chae um she's kind of like always in and out of the picture but you know they're by association they're all friends or whatever right so we skip to a few more years in the future and jung kyung ho is you know um started this architect business with you know a few of his seniors in his class and knock 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 one day there's a baby on his doorstep with a note that says his name and that's it. So now he's a single father. He's going to raise this, this baby boy up. Um, he's doing his best to you know, make money. His sister, who is played by Chae Jung-an, is also helping raise him. His mother, who was infuriated with him um, for having a child out of wedlock, is still going to love him because it's a grandbaby boy, right? Mm-hmm. So we skip to the future. Um, the son is now in uh, middle school. Um, A new neighbor moves in across the hallway and guess who it is? Park Sung Woon's character. They haven't talk since he went to go study abroad in college, right? He shows up, he's unmarried, still single, and Jung Kyung Ho is like, where is, what's her face? And she's like, I don't know, we broke up three months after we went abroad. Ooh. So, <laughs> so they kind of start being friends again. Jung Kyung Ho is still kind of mad at Park Sung-Woon for like getting the girl or whatever like that. He's still not completely over her because, you know, people have that little mask on when it comes to their first love. And so knock, knock, knock on Park Sung-Woon's door a week after he's moved in. And there is a 12, no 14, middle school, 14 year old girl standing at his door with the sister of the first love saying, this is your daughter here. Bye. So now, this single bachelor who's been living his life as a bachelor since he broke up with that woman is now a single father. And so, of course, all the kids go to the same school. So there's that interesting relationship. And then you have Song Ji hos character who ended up, you know, she fought for this Romeo and Juliet type of love with this man who was rich or whatever. And so they were in love for whatever. They have a son together. But they she, in, she wants a divorce. She wants a divorce because this man cannot handle the fact that she is currently um, basically the CEO of their company because his father uh, realizes that he's an awful businessman. And so to make sure that their family, you know, um, their livelihood is not compromised, Gio stepped in and because she's better than him, he started, you know, having problems arguing with her. He ended even ended up um cheating and now that she wants a divorce even though she tried to make it work he's like you're gonna divorce me you can't divorce me you'll he's like um you gonna take all my money and take our kids and she's like no I have no intention of doing all that she's like I bought a house next door he can still come and visit his grandparents all the time we can pretend to be married until he gets out of the army but the divorce is fine now it's done I'm over with she's like her mother she's like also like kind of, um, what is it, grieving over the fact that her mother still begged her in her last dying breath to get out of that house because she doesn't think that this family is right for her. But Gio's, you know, she's the CEO of this camping company or whatever. And so her son, Jung Kyung Ho Sung and then Park Sung Woo's son all go to the same middle school. Aww. And so that's how they get tangled. And Gio and Kyung Ho, who never... Had any feelings for each other in high school, start to fall in love, and it's kind of like you know a cool story. Um, it was inspired by my greed and desire for again, forty-year-olds to be happy. <laughs> this, this would have K drama Twitter in a Twitter in a
2: frenzy,
1: absolute frenzy. <laughs> People you know would live tweet this and be all the reaction gifts.
0: Because you know what? At first it wasn't as dramatic, but I was like, Kyungho can't be just a perfect guy. So when I put the best friend in One Night Standing, I was like, ooh, per." Because how does he get a kid? Because it's no fun to just him get married and have a kid. That's just kind of boring. Um, So, yes. I think this would be fantastic. I'm asking for a $40,000,000,000 budget. (laughs) I need money this is definitely giving T V T V and JTBC vibes. I think the girlies would love this. Um seeing from the reactions from the cast, y'all already love it. So yes, I just need it. Also, um, Chae Jae-yong would play Jung Kyung ho's older sister who falls in love with Park Sung woon and She's like the rich auntie who really had no intention of getting married and having kids, but her and Park Sung-won also had a one night stand when they were in college and Jung Kung- ho doesn't know about that. And so when they meet again, <laughs> Sparks caught a fly and, you know, he helped, she helps because she's also a woman. She kind of helps um, him like learn how to talk to his daughter and stuff like that. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you marion what is your next casting
2: okay this one has me i'm it's all over the place okay (laughs) so the format is a tv genre is a mystery i want this Mm. to be another sherlock holmes adaptation but what with black characters (laughs) 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 i because like i've seen like a lot of sherlock holmes adaptations we have the we have robert downey jr we have um what's his face Benedict Cumberbatch we even have mm-hmm. Will Ferrell and I've even seen the one on elementary that had Lucy Liu as Watson
0: um mm.
3: there's another one that has the girl from Stranger Things that came out like two years ago oh it's, like, yeah a movie. yeah mm-hmm.
2: um where he she plays his sister you're right
3: Anola, yeah, yeah. Enola yeah
2: yeah um and and so I just want to, as I said, I just want another one, but with a black cast. I just can't figure out who to play Watson because I, not Watson, to play Sherlock, because I want mm. Watson to be uh, Tati Gabriela, um, mm-hmm. who is in Sabrina, if you've seen her in there. And she's just, she's a bad bitch. I'm sorry. And I just need to learn more <laughs> things. My only issue is I want a love line, but that actress is 26. And every actor that I've looked mm-hmm. that, that's looked older enough, is 20 years older than her and i can't find (laughs) anybody in their 30s who gives like who gives like older um all drugs addict sherlock you know like a
0: frenzy so how old is lakeith stanfield right i was thinking Lakeith 30 yeah he's 30 91 he's 30 oh okay yeah why does
1: he give 45 energy
0: (laughs) he gives old man man. he gives old man
2: (laughs) It's because he, he...
3: talks so slow, but if you, you watch what he does, like, on social media, he's, he's his age. He's definitely... <laughs> he's definitely the
2: people I have on here, um, Shirley, Sterling um, Brown and mm-hmm. Schubertel are both, like, 43
0: and 46, so I'm like... Yeah.
2: Nah, no, so I just couldn't figure it out, but I just
0: wanted another um, Sherlock Holmes adaptation. I feel her. like let's keep Stanfield would be a good... He does give off, I could be on drugs if... <laughs> if he wanted to... <laughs>
2: Can he do the British accent though? Mm. That's Does it name. have to be in Britain? No, but he has to have the British accent. <laughs> I think he did something <laughs> he with the based... British accent before. I can't remember okay. what it
3: was though. Okay. Uh, that was my was only... it the Death Note movie?
1: Hmm. I, don't I don't know. I've oh, never. That's seen... right. He was in that movie, unfortunately. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't remember.
0: Um, I feel like the Keith Stanfield would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. They make a cute couple looking at the two of them.
2: Mm hmm. And yeah, I want, I, I will say though, I've seen enough of Moriarty and all the other adaptations. I do not want that man in here. I want a
0: different <laughs> villain. I do not want him in the storyline. You gotta have a female villain. Make it. Okay. Make yeah. It perfect. Hero. Still can't be Moriarty. I, <laughs> I
2: don't want that character.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. Yeah. But I like this. Black Sherlock Holmes. I think black people deserve more mm-hmm. mystery that's not in the hood yes mystery outside yeah. of the hood <laughs> uh but yes i approve of this casting i think it'll be fun uh cory speaking of the key stanfield <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah uh so my next uh thing was inspired by the man from uncle which is basically like this spy action movie where mm-hmm. the two spies are they hate each other but they have to work together so in my version it wouldn't be a rom-com it'd just be straight up comedy and basically mm-hmm. like the synopsis is like um until intelligence agents from opposing nations are forced to work together to protect the unruly heir to a large fortune and they end up becoming friends a long way the unruly heir is obviously lucky stanfield because <laughs> if anybody's seen atlanta he his character is one that just goes off and does anything and they can't find him sometimes or he's off smoking
0: weed and he's just he's very eccentric I don't know why but I could see him being like a spoiled brat having to be taken care of by intelligence (laughs) agents and he's like you want me to drink Dasani no (laughs) (laughs) and yeah
3: the two agents are Issa Rae um from Insecure and then Tessa Thompson who's been in a bunch of stuff like uh Creed and Thor and she did a spy movie with uh Chris Hemsworth, I believe. Yeah, a couple years ago.
2: Oh, oh yeah, I uh, remember that. Men in Black. Yeah. Um, what spinoff? Not even spinoff, but like part. Mm-hmm. I think it
3: was a spin a spinoff yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, this one would be like a TV show. I'm thinking like maybe like a eight six episode HBO show. Oh. Have a yeah, good budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good budget. Good little action. Good little comedy. Exactly. You have to have everybody speaking to AAVE. We're not translating anything. <laughs> oh,
3: okay, yeah, that's why I have the Issa
0: Rae in there. <laughs> We're not translating shit. That would be fun, though. I feel like, um, I don't know why I was thinking of. Is it called Brother Spy? What is undercover the... Brother? Undercover Brother. Oh, oh undercover.
1: Was... Listen. Comedy Central wore that movie out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, every day, of Undercover Brother. <laughs>
0: But yeah, something like something something big. I feel like the agency people would also have to be black, and then the villain. I don't know. Like, are we saving him? Is he in trouble? I don't know. It would be fun. Um, yes, big budget It would give great. Corey, Nia, you know I'm gonna drag you to hell with this.
1: <laughs> Listen, I I have to I have to tell everybody yeah! to just hold on. <laughs>
2: Hold on. It's the hear me out. out. (laughs)
1: I'm not
3: hearing. You're not hearing. The girls are not listening. I'm going to tap out for the next
0: 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) What? What?
1: I have to defend the my name
0: What? Oh my god! <laughs> You're not you know, listening. You know he would look at the script and be like, "Absolutely not."
1: <laughs> That's his loss because he's not seeing oh, the vision. No. He's he, listen. Hear me out, <laughs> audience. No. Let me live. Okay. I need I'll to say quiet. this. Listen. Okay. I have to defend my man down. Like it's a part-time job. (laughs) Listen, listen, my husband, my man, I need him to be in more things. He's in a drought. He's, I know he's preparing for something, but I need him to be booked. He's not, he's not where I need him to be. So I said, what can I put my man in so he can thrive? And Jill, we are, (laughs) <laughs> See, this is, I I I can't. This I feel so attacked. This is how my man wakes up the field
0: every day, attacked by the world for you nothing. Known that when you wrote that man's name down. <laughs> if okay. you listen to our podcast before, y'all know exactly who we're talking about.
1: This, because he's he's peak rom com king. Anyway, um, I need a ghost Whisperer reboot because we are due for it that ghost whisper is one of the greatest tv shows in the past 20 years i will stand by it um the plot kind of went crazy in season five but it came back in season six we love to see it it's a great show great concept makes for exciting episodes that never get boring fantastic Ghost is about a lady who's a medium. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt. She sees ghosts, helps them cross over into the light. She's married to a firefighter and all that. They're lovey-dovey. He's the best husband in the world. I need my man, Noah Centineo, in a reboot as Jim Clancy. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Absolutely. You know Hear what? Me out. I would have been okay with that but then you had to drag Coco into this and I don't understand <laughs> why because
1: listen he they can they match each other's energy I know no, you're not seeing the vision. <laughs> you talk- listen Noah listen if you see my man outside of acting he is down bad for all of his co-stars him and Laura in the interviews he's like oh he's like yes he's worshiping the floor she walks on and I love to see it. Because I saw
2: this casting and I was like, mm, they would date.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: They would no. date together. <laughs> listen, <laughs> he and would try Be-
0: and, I, and I 100% believe Coco would drop his ass,
1: please. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> listen. And then the, coastal, the, the, the main lead of this show is Coco Jones. Y'all know Coco Jones. She is now in Bel Air. Um, mm-hmm. like, she Go listen to Caliber. Stream Caliber, yes yes and then go watch all of the stuff that she did with terrell like they have a series oh, god i T love them Porco. so much
0: they're T- hilarious yeah that's why i don't think they would work no it's a Terrell? it's not funny
1: <laughs> no yes he is he's soft and cuddly in a himbo we love him listen he's he's oh, not you, you don't need a lot of thoughts to be cute like he 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 just <sighs> he says what he thinks does it always make sense? No, but does it have to? No. He's not
3: like, cute though. that That's the are, issue. This, look at
1: this picture. What is <laughs> happening? He's not like, like, I don't know.
0: I I'm, I just like I've seen better. I don't, oh I, don't know. I want better for Coco, and I want better for Jordan Peele, who you had the audacity <laughs> to mention Listen, as a director. You're not-
1: I haven't gotten there yet because the vision, I'm setting up the scene. I'm setting it up. You like, lost me. Like, okay. No, it's a nail, though. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, he hasn't given us. See, the thing is, Jim, the role of Jim Clancy is just a down, bad husband. Like when Melinda does anything, he she goes at three in the morning to go help a ghost. And he's just like, I'm here to support, he's just a down bad man. My man could be a down bad man. And that's what I need to see. Him just being a cute like puppy, golden retriever energy. Coco's like, I gotta leave the house at four in the morning cause this ghost is saying there's an emergency. And he'll be like, let me drive. I need it. I need it in my veins and hear me out. The reason why I picked the director to be Jordan Peele <laughs> is because, hear me out, hear me out. Jordan Peele has a background in comedy. Hear me out. Hear me out. Are you hearing? (laughs) Yes, he's doing horror now, but he has a foundation in comedy. So hear me out. We're going to get a balance of jokes because Coco is hilarious. And my man, he's funny. Y'all just don't see the comedy. Y'all just aren't seeing the, the, the comedy he's giving. We need the jokes Plus, he's going to give us artsy. He's going to give us twin peaks. He's going to give us get out. He, cause it, he can mix the horror with the comedy to make something that's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. You see, it's going to be because you're dealing with spirits and sadness and crying, but you're also going to get some humor and comedy in a relationship. Yes, yes. And I've changed it. Like they're not going to be grown. They're going to be in college. Ooh, see how that changes the dynamic. Ooh, college crossing over of ghosts. While you're still doing your classwork, dorms love to see it. It's the vision. It's it's all. I laid it out perfectly. It's all there for you. Like this.
0: You know what? Yes. Portray your vision, but I cannot let you do that to Coco Jones. I (laughs) cannot let you do that. To Coco, you can have nope. this vision, but it can't be Coco. <laughs> but Co- no, Coco
1: would be like, I love this script. I love no, the director. Would've. Did you see her <laughs> at the
0: haunted house on the Terrell show? Did you see her screaming <laughs> during the core <laughs> base?
1: But listen, this is pre-planned. There's no, there's CGI ghosts. She's not going to see any of it. It's fine. Just in the vibes. Like she can just get in that horror bag, but also have a little comedy and then y'all would pretend like you wouldn't ship them come
0: season three. You pretend I, like you would I'm not shipping them looking at these pictures now.
1: <laughs> y'all just hate my man and I have to defend him like it's my day job. It's he, he does nothing but be a little, little, you know, and a little cute. And that's all he can do. And that's what he's been. He's, he was sent here to do that for us. And I appreciate him. Listen. Not everybody is gonna be the perfect man. He said, I'm not perfect, I'm just me. And I said, You do you, King.
0: He's not perfect, but they sure do try to hell make him look like he's the perfect man in every movie he's in, and that's Listen, where the disconnect is.
1: I will fight for this man. When he when he <sighs> turned when he and two all the boys did that flip with the back pocket, I said, Oh, he's something special, oh, he's something
0: different. Okay, nice. then you were really in the middle school.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> he hasn't Ballad, he- has that it factor and people hate him for it. See when you're when you're so when you're on another level <laughs> the jealousy just comes at you and it's like <laughs> he's what oh. Timothy Chalamet should have been but he- oh. Oh.
0: you 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 not Timothy <laughs> <laughs> no way Timothy's look. not cute either. Right. Chalamet <laughs> look Charmander and Cynthia Chalam- are both in the same box
1: <laughs> but Chalamet's unconditionally loved by people they praise him they dog my man out for ha- carrying the rom-com genre his Tennessee back J. <laughs> J.
3: <May> can act <laughs>
1: <laughs> my man's an actor it, Corey! y'all don't yeah. get it he's an actor to all the boys three when he set up that ending Spoilers. Where he said when he read that letter,
0: I saw, oh my man's an actor. He's
1: multifaceted. He's talented. God
0: no. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know what planet of yours is spinning upside down. But I need you. I wanna. I wanna help you. But I don't think there is. (laughs) This is the second time this man (laughs) has come up. You're (laughs) just not gonna give up. You know what? But I refuse to let you do that to Coco. So I'm going to move on. Because we'll (laughs) be here all day. (laughs) We'll be here all day. Jumping into my third uh, uh, casting that I want to see. This is my latest obsession. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a casual BL lover and I love to see great representation of LGBTQ on screen. Um, and I've always had this idea for a series in Korea. Um, it was called Alphabet Soup at first because I suck at titling shit. And now it's called Yumi Wee. And it's the basis of the story is there's an art teacher um and an office worker and the art teacher is watching the kids one day he's playing you know chase with them he trips and falls into the arms of this office worker and a love story begins um just to give you some background our art teacher is raised by a single mom his father committed suicide he has an older brother he thinks his older brother hates him because he's gay his, other, his older brother does not hate him because he's gay. His older brother hates him because their mother favors him because his, their mother kind of stopped him from hurting himself when he was um, ex- realizing that he was gay when he was younger. So she became extremely overprotective and kind of neglecting of the older brother. And so that's that story. And then we have the office worker who is the, on- who is the only boy out of three children. He has an older sister and a younger sister, mom and dad. Mom went through hell and high water because she didn't give a son um birth first and so her son being gay is really not something that she loves but the father is okay with it because it makes his son happy i want this show to showcase um actual life for gay people in korea i want to show the culture that is thriving there even among <coughs> all the 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 conservative thoughts and all this stuff. Um, someone who else who I want in this series is Joe Kwan To play um, the second male lead. Not in a love triangle. But he's the friend of the art teacher. They went to the same college. Um, but I've constantly come in and out of picking actors for this series. And as of recently, I finally found the two where they're just giving the best vibes for me. And that is Lee hak Chu as the office worker and Kim Jae-young as the art teacher Kim Jae-young was in um fuck what is that drama he just finished uh Kim Jae-young he just he was in Hotel Del Luna right uh that's probably wrong but let me check Hotel out. Del Luna no he wasn't in Hotel Del Luna he was in Entourage um oh okay. but the, the thing he he was in my one hundred days, my prince, but he he just, what? Yes, okay. Um, he just got done playing in Reflection of You as the catalyst for that story, and then Lee Hock Ju. I think he's played a gay character before in another series. I'm thinking it's called what is it? called? Lee Hock Ju is also very. Very fine. Um, I wanna say it's private life. No, sweet munchies. Sweet munchies, I think his character was gay in there. But he was in the world of the Mary. He was also in my name, if you haven't seen that. But I just the vibe from these pictures alone, when I think of the two of them together on screen, I was like, Yes, this is like a romance slice of life comedy that also reflects um the real world for gay people in South Korea. Um it has to be OTT has to be Netflix. Cause we would never get past Korean censorship any other way, <laughs> like any other way. Um, it has to be Netflix. Um, I want this because I've had this idea for forever. And when I finally found these two actors, I was like, Oh yes, this is going to be amazing. Um, it's definitely the, one of the more particular characteristics I have for the office teacher is that he loves Korean historicals. And so everybody Mm -hmm. saved in his phone as different like titles in relationship to him and then he also like keeps a journal about um and he like like does calligraphy and keeps a journal about his feelings for uh the art teacher in it and so it's like i just want it to be really cute really fun something touching um so yeah would you guys watch would you invest in my series Mm -hmm. One hundred percent.
2: Yes, yes. Nice. You
0: see those leaves? <laughs> <laughs> right? Visuals. Another thing that would break Twitter. Like that's 100%. the goal. Hundred percent.
2: I actually if I was watching the show and I was on K drama Twitter, I would mute the tag. I wouldn't mute the tag. <laughs> right? I would get spoiled oh. all the time.
0: That would just be I feel so honored. Yes. Mute the tag. <laughs> okay, Marion, what is your last casting?
2: Okay genre crime tv series a Period. drama about two ca- gang leaders um both women um mm-hmm. played by kim Hyora. if you watch bad and crazy she plays the this picture i have is her on that show she uh she's a drug lord in mm-hmm. there or like yeah um kim Hee sue and then as another um drug leader, and then uh, Kim nam as a detective. And so I mm-hmm. wanted to be um, Kim he- Kim Hyo so a drama about two gang li- leaders, one of them worse than the, like, doing a lot more things than the other one, mm-hmm. and a detective having to, like, have a partnership with um, the other uh, gang gang leader to try to take the other one down. And so it would be Kim mm-hmm. Nam-joo and Kim Hesu working together to try to take down Kim he- Kim ra Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted a drama where, like, all the leaders, more, most of the leadership roles are going to be women. Um, yes. Like gang leaders and then, like, the detective. All To be realistic, the head of the police agency is got to be a man because that's just how it's going to be. But everybody else, second lead. All the men, not uh, not <laughs> having a lead
0: role. <laughs> yes, and then, they're not um, important. They're just background exactly. characters.
2: <laughs> and um, the, what inspired us a... Ad- uh, idea was seeing Kim Hyora in Bad and Crazy. I was mm, like, oh like per- first of all, she's not a she's not a good person in this show and fan <laughs> edits were made of her
0: because she looks so good. Oh, because we always support women's drama oh, yeah. when it comes to drama. We're just like a badass woman, mm-hmm. absolutely. She's amazing. <laughs> a woman who's out here killing motherfuckers <laughs> like it's nothing, sign me up. <laughs> but yes. Um, you got to give me a station though. We're going TVN, OCN, no. We're going,
2: what's that new one? What's that new one that, that everything is on the streaming service?
0: TVing. TVing, TVing. It's gonna
2: be on TVing. Mm. Oh,
0: okay, you want blood and gore. I want, you want dark.
2: Real <laughs> I want dark.
0: I want that shit to be dark. Uh, yeah, so I would definitely watch this. If we got Kim Hee Soo and Kim Nam Ju in a series, the internet would break. Yeah. <laughs> the would internet would, would f- fucking break. <laughs> and Kim Hee Soo playing a uh, a drug leader. Oh. No. I'm it's giving about, old like, money drug leader too, like
2: yeah. I'm thinking about skin. nice like three piece suit on her. Ooh. She's always
0: looking good. The short hair, because she knows she's gonna body, and then the yeah. heels she got to have some stilettos. Mm-hmm. Got to have heels. <laughs> I want her right hand man to be a woman too. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, but yes, Kimmy is. She's way older than I thought. She looks mm-hmm. so young. She does. She's 33. Especially if you look at
2: um. Her photo, not this photo, but, like, the other Mm -hmm. photos, she looks a lot younger.
0: Yeah. No, per. I'm definitely giving you $40 $40 million to just (laughs) body this, because... Oh, that would be so good, Marion. That's great. That's a good casting. It would... Something... You would get. You would take over TikTok with the fan edits. With this, <laughs> it would it would just be all three women with some song going off in the background. Some Megan the Stallion or or Doja Cat just off in the background. It would be. It would. It would. It would work. Okay, Corey, what's your last dream casting?
3: Uh, my last dream casting. Um, I think that we need to bring back the. Family, black family movies, like the comedies. And so this was inspired by Journey to the Center of the Earth and Are We There Yet? Mm -hmm. But like mixed up together. So basically, the synopsis is it's basically a remake of Journey to the Center of the Earth with are we there yet the stepfather is on his way to bring his kids across town for the holidays to their mother's house when all hell breaks loose and they accidentally get involved in a government experiment that warps them to the center of the earth where instead of magma they see a new world
0: damn so i was thinking
3: that (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking like maybe it would be like (laughs) <laughs> on some like 2012 shit where like a, a giant sinkhole <laughs> just opens while they're driving <laughs> and that's just how they get for there for no reason
0: just cars
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the the cast would be um Carrie Washington as the mother but honestly you could interchange her with any other black actress mm-hmm. I just chose her because that's first first person not thought of but I wanted for sure to anthony mackie to play the stepfather um Jisa- josiah young from raising dion to play the son and then Marseille martin for the daughter in this one um and i and ins- it was i was inspired because i was watching youtube videos of anthony mackie during
0: doing <laughs> marvel <laughs> interviews and he's like he's just hilarious what kind of world would they go into are we talking dinosaurs Atlantis? have
3: you ever seen journey to in north earth
0: Yeah, I don't remember what world it was though.
3: Yeah, so it was like kind of like dinosaurs and stuff, Uh, almost. And like a lot of plant life and whatnot.
0: It'd be cool if it was like mythical creatures, like yetis and bigfoots (laughs) and like mammoths and shit like that. But yeah, that's fun. I feel like we don't have a lot of black family-oriented movies that are towards kids. Mm -hmm. Like it's always family drama you know. Breaking generational curses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tori, that's like <laughs> literally,
1: that should be a Black subgenre. Breaking generational curses. And they so many would come in that, that category.
0: Yeah, it's something extremely whimsical would be definitely fun. I feel like Kerry Washington would be a good choice, but I feel like there's a different actress, definitely, like you said, Corey, that would be good for her.
1: I'm trying to think. Taraji? No?
0: Mm. Nah. Gabrielle Union's fun. I also like, um
1: Oh, Regina Hall. That Regina would be really Hall.
0: funny. Regina Hall, yeah. Regina Hall. She was in
1: scary movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She would be hilarious. That'd be fun. Uh but yes, I definitely this was sold out of box office is so quick. I feel like this would become a really quick black black household staple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, great job. Uh Nia, what's your last okay. casting?
1: So this one is my only K drama one, but I had to put this on there because when I tell you this drama pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah. I just saw this last week. Um it's called Encounter. I i feel like a lot of people saw it. It came out in twenty eighteen, um, pre COVID, but it's like uh-huh. nobody talks about it anymore. Um for what? good reason.
2: Is that the one with Quang
1: no, no. This okay. is the one with uh Song He Kyo and Park Bogum oh, and they're okay. like I'm, it's the yeah. it's like the picture of them in Italy. Like not Italy, they're in Cuba. Okay. And so it's like yeah. yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, this is literally about a rich female CEO who goes to Cuba for a business deal, um, coincidentally meets this random guy who's on a like a, a personal journey to like usher in his 30s mm-hmm. in Cuba. And then they kind of hit it off yada 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 he doesn't know she's a ceo they come back he's working at her company and they kind of have this like relationship thing yana 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 it's like it's a good <laughs> setup like it's a uh, very good setup like the families don't want them to be together like the rich people are literally losing their minds over the fact that she's not with a rich man it's it's very very strange um her ex-mother-in-law is the devil herself. Like, <laughs> my God, that woman is evil to the bone. Um, yeah, and then they just want to be together. And they're ma- it's like very complicated, like star-crossed lovers, two different worlds. You get the gist. On paper, it sounds great, right? Like it hits all the marks, role reversal, rich man, rich woman, poor man, potential mm-hmm. younger man, older woman, Yeah. But when I tell you, boring.
0: <laughs> when I tell you, don't I mean, The poster is giving boring. When it's I giving... saw this come out, I was like, "Who and who? Who and who?
1: <laughs> no, Tori, who <laughs> casted this? Can I just say, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with Park Bogum Gum and, and Song Hye Kyo. I'm just saying, why them two? Because the
0: chemistry <laughs> why is not together, chemistry, right? Like individually, the chemistry was not they shy. Here's the thing. These are two actors that I think shine best when they act with people in their age group. And yes. To put them together in a series, first of all, Parkwell to me in in regular romance shows does not shine. That's not Enough. what he's good at. It's so not what he's good at. And they're trying to convince us that like he's like this all out romantic shining armor and I'm like mm, but that's not He doesn't he have that. Yeah, he doesn't he have th- it
1: yeah like it's an it like a if you're trying to be like a man in a rom-com or like a romance thing there's like a special energy you gotta you give have to have. don't
0: you at the very like top. yeah you gotta give like yes <laughs>
1: right romantic comedy
0: so... our has such a baby face that it doesn't it doesn't work
1: and w- okay, I-, I will rant about the wig they put on this man.
0: Is <laughs> it a wig? Later. That's not his hair. Okay, it's wait, a, I a don't wig.
1: Continue. I don't Listen, don't continue, continue, continue. That
0: headpiece. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, so I thought the potentials here. Let me just redo this. Pretend like the first one never existed. Let's just get a updated twenty twenty two, different location, different writer, different director, different script, please, different cast. So my cast would be my man Lee J. Wook, my. The, the future king of dramas he's almost there he's getting there in a couple years the world will be in his palm of his hands yes yes that fine man we need him to get a leading role where he is like gets to show off how charming he is because he was giving an extraordinary you um then i thought who is the older woman he's gonna play with and when i tell you this lady cracks me up <laughs> in the like her name is kim so young so from penthouse when I tell y'all, my y'all, <laughs> yeah. on y'all the, the memes that people on Twitter be posting, just, I'll see her under random posts, that crying meme. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is, I'm like, this lady is hilarious. What is going on Are here? Are you sure this um, is a wig? I, listen, they cut, I just halfway posted... through it, they cut his hair.
0: Yeah, no, I just posted this in the group chat. This is awful. <laughs>
1: And I tell so you, so the, the stylist hated this man. The stylist <laughs> hated him with a passion because that wig, that wig,
0: horrendous. And you mean to tell me that this is a heartthrob and you put him in that wig? No, it's, it's crazy because like- he seemed like he had long hair at one point. He
1: did. And I'm like, why don't you all just wait for him to grow his hair out or just let it be shorter? Like, why y'all going to put him in this trash party city wig? Like, what's going on I don't understand
0: how this wig makes him look not handsome. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, like, look at that third pic I just sent. Like, why does he not look like himself in that picture? He
1: just looks uh, like... I don't even yeah see that's what I'm saying he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't give like I'm supposed to feel like oh he's so charming he's so like polite and like um, handsome and I'm like this ain't it even his <laughs> outfits I'm like what are y'all dressing him in please stop and it's like the stylist had a had a, a, a like a revenge like <laughs> plot against this man because she dress, like they dressed him in anything and oh. the wig was not and I was just like y'all Please, let's recast this. And also, <laughs> no shade to all the Songhae Kill fans out there. She was giving one face. She was giving one expression. She was giving one note the entire time. And I was like, I get that that's her character, but can we, can we yeah, come we up with something about, else?
0: We'll have to rant one day about stars that got popular in the 90s who have not improved their acting since the 90s. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I reason why I picked like Sung Kim Soyeon is because she's like the opposite. Homegirl's going to give you a face expression. That's like (laughs) anything. And the the one where she's walking down the hall, (laughs) that meme cracks me up. So I was like, okay, she's going to give this role something. And my man gets to be charming again, like he was in Extraordinary You. Listen, it's a recipe. And also, can I say this? People were complaining, oh, there's a big age gap. I'm like, y'all realize this man in the drama is 30 years old. And she's, according to the drama like 38 or 39 I'm like y'all realize or she's like in her 40s I'm like they're both grown what are Mm y'all talking about he's not 21 and she's 45 what are y'all talking about
0: yeah I I like your casting but I feel like if this is supposed again I don't think Lee Jae-wook is ready to play against Kim So-yeon I just don't think he's that's seasoned enough to be on screen with her like that I would have to say you would have to do someone someone who's slightly a little bit older than Lee J woo or someone who's a little younger than Kim So hyun to make so it like, like real pop. Let me see.
1: Oh, what about my man who always works with older women? He said, I don't act with women my own
0: age. <laughs> um,
1: what's, his, what's his name? I see it. Lee Do-hyun. He said, I only work with women over 45. And I said, they okay. They're the same man. age.
0: <laughs> Listen. Are they the he's,
1: same age? But he, but
0: he's how- 27 and... Lee Jae was twenty four.
1: Eh, but listen, Lee Do Hyun, all of his female co stars are I not mean, one his age. He
0: said that's not for his benefit. Some of the times, though.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he would he would eat because that's who he's used to working with. But like, yeah, we just need a redo, please, industry. Let's let's. What pretend possessed like you to this-
0: watch Encounter?
1: because i was like oh i'm in a rom-com mood and then i was like huh this oh, has no. <laughs> several i said this has like nine stars on vicky okay it's in cuba you're
0: trusting okay, like- vicky ratings hold <laughs> up back up back up you're trusting vicky ratings sis i was like i also was like
1: listen i was also like wait song Kyo and park bogum and i've never
0: seen this i've never heard of this what's going on you here? never heard of it for a reason there was <laughs> obviously a reason for that <laughs> but i need but you to what? not trust vicky ratings ever I again <laughs>
1: yeah. that's true that's very true i mean i'm glad i saw it because the potential was there but the chemistry was not so i yeah, a that's a, a
0: very so. random pairing of actors and it's whoo it's that's a really like yeah, now this is a really weird pairing of actors, but I do understand what you're saying. And if Luke was the lead, yeah, I would. It would. It would body. I feel like you'd have to give him a few years just to get a little bit more seasoned. But mm. yeah, I definitely see why you would want to redo that. <laughs> that <laughs> wig alone, the wig alone, calls the for a redo.
1: <laughs> he he should have sued alone. It's like you're gonna put me in this in this wig.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> okay, moving on. The last casting of the episode. This is Tori. I am currently in my bag writing a uh, kind of uh, Black Victorian historical, but I don't have any actors for it. But I was thinking if I wouldn't like Game of Thrones level historical, who would I want to star in it? And the first people that came into my head were Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. Now. Period. <laughs> the inspiration for this the inspiration for me that started kind of me pushing me towards writing um this black historical was a interview that denzel washington had on the late show where he was reciting Macbeth, and i was like i bet there's a lot of people that look at black actors and don't realize that they're most of them are classically trained at like juilliard and shit and so they do shape they've You know, done Shakespeare plays and stuff like that, their entire like training careers and stuff like that. And I was like, I would love to see like powerhouses. Just, just, just picture with me a historical the aesthetic is giving black, the hair is giving black, the accessories are giving black, it's giving opulence. Um, which also inspired me to write a black historical because I was like, when I think of like historicals and then they never do the hairstyles for the black people justice, I'm like, give me that 90s hair show hairstyle y'all know when you walked in the salon and they had all them hairstyles that all the aunties get for the cookout yep. <laughs> I want that with crowns and shit right oh that'd be iconic it would be so iconic and I'm definitely writing something that's gonna have exactly that in it but I was like if I wanted to see two powerhouses fight and just like on a political you know like words Hey Viola Davis and Dizzo Washington were the first people that come to my head. And I'm like, two powerholds of two different households that are trying to, like, gain control over a young king who sits on a throne. You know, I said, maybe they have a messy past together. And then I was thinking that Viola Davis has to have, like, a bunch of daughters. So the first daughter I thought of was Journey Smollett. I was like, period. That's Journey Smollett and then Sky Jackson. And I was just like, I want you to bring in the powerhouses of, like, the last three to four generations of Black actors and put them all in one show. It has to be HBO cuz you got to give me budget. We got to go overseas to shoot this shit, right? I want it to be iconic to the point where like I just imagine Viola Davis and Denzel Washington sitting at a table just having a, a just a discussion that is just so tension filled and just like so like ca- catastrophic um catastrophic strike at any second. That's the kind of historical I want. I want it to be dramatic. I want it to give drama. I want it to give just like it's do or die out here in these sword streets. (laughs) (laughs) I feel
1: like this show would be like the perfect show that people would make millions of video essays about. Like the meanings and like the interpretations of it. People will be making 30 minute YouTube videos about breaking this show down.
0: Yeah, I just, I want, like, you know what I'm talking about when I say, like, the generations, like, our parents' generations of the actor, like, big name actors in there, and the current generation, and the future generation. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want it to be so Black and powerful that it cannot be contained. And I kind of want to give it a little fantasy, Cause you know we could do like a domestic historical, which is always fun. But I feel like if we're gonna go there, we might as well go there. It's Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. Tell me you exactly. wouldn't want to see at least one dragon. <laughs> at least oh, one that would be dragon. amazing. <laughs> so yes, that is my uh last casting. Would you watch? Would you? Would you? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> definitely.
3: <laughs> definitely,
2: because HBO is gonna give it the budget. And then Viola Davis. Yeah. Right. If this was like on Amazon Prime, not gonna lie, don't know if
0: I would watch it, but mm-hmm. on HBO, I would. Mm. Period. You heard us, HBO. So, yes, what is your favorite casting from somebody else that you hadn't thought of?
2: From. My
0: favorite casting. Okay, go ahead. No, oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Let's see. The Dorothy Dandridge and the still Looking Glass is giving. Because I would just want to see old Hollywood again. And then the Lakeith Stanfield as a spoiled brat um, action comedy is also giving. I just feel like that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's do or die. This man is like, can I please drink before we get on this sh- this you know, <laughs> military ship? You're like, sir, the world is in trouble. He's like, that ain't got nothing to do with me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be hilarious. What about y'all?
2: Um, For Nia's, it would have to be the uh, Shakespeare romance.
3: I was going to say there. that. <laughs> Ooh, I wish-
2: See, I put the vibes out there. I wish it was a Shakespeare romance set in the 90s i want Uh that aesthetic in it not like today's aesthetic but Mm. i still take that one um for tori i think it's gonna be um where is it the bl
0: Mm. Per, get on board
2: (laughs) for tori i think i'm going to pick the spy comedy i think that's what it is right the spy yeah yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. And Maren, my favorite for yours is the the all female crime show. Thank you. That'll body. <laughs> That'll body. What about you, Nia?
1: Um, okay, so for Marin, I really do pick the sci fi one because <laughs> I can see that being like yes. billion dollar box office mm-hmm. like legendary love to see it. And I want to see the world building. Mm-hmm. Um for Tori, I pick the it's a tie between the I actually do pick the Denzel Viola one because I want to mm-hmm. see if I want to see them in the scene together like mm-hmm. like like I want to see it I need that kind of stuff <laughs> and then for Corey I'm like tied between the Detroit Become Human because I live for that <laughs> live for Detroit <laughs> for Become Human that's like one of the best games pieces of media in years and I'm tied between that one and the okay i'm tied between that one and the lakeith one so i'm tied between those two
0: mm. what are you Corey?
3: uh for Marin, i definitely would like to see the sherlock one definitely need more sherlock adaptations i think there's a, a sherlock manga that i'm about to start reading too <laughs> <laughs> and then um for nia of course i wanted to see the 90s brad pitt because i will always love <laughs> to see 90s brad pitt he was very fine back then period <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> and then for tori i definitely want to see the viola davis and denzel washington movie wait was it a movie or show HBO, show. HBO yes. show, yes, yeah, definitely need to see more epic fantasies featuring black people, and plus HBO, the Game of Thrones. So we know that it will be good
0: for at least as long as it doesn't, you know, go past a certain amount of seasons. I know, seasons. right? <laughs> I'm max like three, max three. Yeah, four. I couldn't write more than that. When people be like getting a seventh season, what else did you have to write about? <laughs> What else? But yes, this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed making this episode and listening to it as much as I did. We are um what are we doing next? We have a lot of fun stuff planned for June. Tori is currently in her Thai drama bag, so I'm gonna pull Nia aside. And spill the tea on some Thai historicals. We're also going to do a general episode next week. um Some other episodes to look forward to. Marion is going to give us the rundown on love featuring marriage and divorce, and I can't wait for that. <laughs> and then our '90s movies for the month is going to be Bring It On. So yes, we have a fun June ahead of us as we head into summer. Make sure you drink your water. And then come talk to us about our dream casting. Which one was your favorite? Which one would you like give us money for? Which one would you buy tickets for? Uh, you can send us all of that on Twitter at Commented or TikTok at Commented Podcast. Or you can come join the Discord. Talk to us in-depth Give us your favorite casting because I want to hear what did the people have because I know there's some shit that I didn't think of that you guys probably thought of. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to give us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Nicoria. Bye-bye. Bye bye.